Hello everyone, this is Vladimir, and you're listening to Aging with Grace Podcast, Season 2, Episode 17, Pets, Recording Date, Sunday, August 7th, 2022. Please enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Aging with Grace weekly podcast titled Pets. I'm DG Linton Gridley, and I'm the founder and CEO of Aging with Grace, a company dedicated to helping people live independently in their homes and neighborhoods as they grow older. Pets are an important part of our lives at home here in the U.S. Here are a few facts from an article I found on Fortunely.com by iMidic, updated in January 2022. These are some bullet point statistics from the article. The value of the pet industry in the U.S. will reach nearly $109.6 billion this year. Annual average expenses for a pet dog amount to about $1,380. Only 2.1% of all pets in the U.S. are health-insured. Dogs are the biggest influence driving first-home purchases among millennials. More than half of millennial pet owners buy their pets gifts at least once a month. Buying pet supplies online is a preferred shopping method for 77% of millennials. In the past 10 years, American pet spending has more than doubled. 45% of American pet owners spend the same amount of money or more on their pet's health care as they do on their own. One in ten American pet owners is putting off having kids or more children because of pet expenses. So, let's break that down into greater detail. The article goes on to say, U.S. Pet Industry Analysis and Expenses Statistics. The U.S. pet industry will reach nearly $109.6 billion in sales by the end of 2021. And that's by the American Pet Products Association, APPA. According to data from APPA, the amount Americans spend on their pets grew to $103.6 billion in 2020. That is nearly $13.1 billion more than in 2018. Pet food and treats make up the biggest portion of the market at $42 billion, followed by vet care and products at $31.4 billion. uh, Annually, Owners spend an average of 1480 on pet dogs' basic expenses. And that's from the American Pet Products Association, too, APPA. At 76.2%, dogs make up the majority of pets in U.S. households. Data from APPA's pet spending statistics per year on dogs reveal that owning a dog costs an average of $1,480 in basic expenses annually. For cats, average annual expenses amount to roughly $902. In the case of dogs, surgical vet visits make up the most significant expenditure, while the single biggest expenditure for cats is food. Dogs are the biggest influence when it comes to driving first-home purchases among millennials, and that's from Zulily. So, if millennials and younger generations are willing to buy a house with a backyard just for Fido to run around, can you imagine how much Americans spend on their pets? Rather than getting married or having kids, needing more space for their pets, dogs specifically, is the main reason a third of millennials cite for purchasing their first home, according to stats provided by pet retailer Zulily. Uh, 
Among those yet to purchase a home, nearly 42% admitted that their pet or the desire to have one would be a key factor in their decision to buy a house. Over the past decade, the amount of money Americans spend on pets has more than doubled. And that's from Statista. In 2010, the total money spent on pets was roughly $45.53 billion. Within the next decade, this spending had mushroomed to $103.6 billion annually. The biggest annual increase was between 2017 and 2018, when spending quickly jumped from $69.51 billion to $90.5 billion, a growth of 30%. By 2023, online sales are expected to make up about a quarter of the total American pet supply market. And that's from Packaged Facts. Despite its rapid rise in popularity and it being the default method of shopping among the younger demographic, online shopping is yet to reach its true potential when it comes to buying pet products. In 2018, online sales of pet products only reached an estimated $9.5 billion. Only. <laughs> However, this field currently has one of the fastest growth rates of any channel. By 2023, e-commerce is expected to double its share and make up 26% of the total pet market. Currently, the best online pet store, judging by its popularity at least, is Amazon, followed closely by Chewy. Pet insurance statistics. Only 2.1% of all pets in the U.S. are insured. And that's from Forbes. U.S. pet spending and ownership statistics show that a mere 2.1% of all pets within the country are covered by any form of insurance. Of these, dogs represent 82.9% of the total. However, the pet insurance industry is currently experiencing rapid growth. From 2016 to 2020, the market grew by a remarkable 23.2%. For comparison, the pet supply and products industry grew by approximately 4% during that time. And that's the end of that article. The health insurance for pets statistics brings back memories of my mother and my father and the dog. The dog was originally my mother's dog, and when my mom died, she asked my father to take care of her dog, even though they had been divorced for 35 years after 20 years of marriage. My mother never remarried, and I think she never stopped loving my father. Obviously, the dog was very important and valuable, so when the dog became ill... My father spent a lot of money on the vet bill. After that episode, he purchased pet insurance and was very glad he did because the dog had health problems constantly, even though it was a young dog when he adopted her from my mother. It was a Shih Tzu named Zoe. My father and stepmother spent a lot on the grooming of Zoe, too. Hair bows and polished toenails. <laughs> Clearly, we love our pets here in the U.S., I'm wondering if part of the dramatic increase in pet expenditures can be attributed to us baby boomers. I mentioned in a previous podcast that a pet can be a can be the positive companion that is so important for our health. Loneliness has a terrible negative impact on our health and a pet can help alleviate loneliness. Pets are also good for older people because they require some effort. We have to move to take care of them. Of course, some people have pets and are not able to take good care of them, but they love their pets and benefit from their presence. Aging with Grace's at-home service providers can help take care of pets. 
unless the member is a Medicaid recipient. The government frowns on spending taxpayer money to clean up dog and cat excrement. (laughs) I am sure we have all seen stories about therapy dogs visiting nursing homes and assisted living facilities and how that improves the mood and attitude of the residents there. But that is still not the same as an ongoing personal relationship with a pet. I love and respect animals of all kinds. The only pets I have right now are the wild birds that I feed. Growing up, my mother always had a dog or two, a cat or two, a bird, and a fish. She wanted a monkey, but my father adamantly said no way. (laughs) My mother seemed to love her pets more than she loved my three siblings and I because she would coo and talk sweetly to them, but not to us. I have to admit that I was a bit jealous of all the affection she gave her pets. She was the same way when she had grandchildren. The pets took precedence. I remember one trip when our family visited her in Florida. We could only afford to go once or twice a year. We lived in Kentucky or Ohio or somewhere else, and it was a long trip to Florida. So we could only afford to go once or twice a year. My three sons were age six and younger, and her dog vomited on the couch, and she blamed the boys. She said they must have fed the dog something. Another visit, my three-year-old son wanted to hug her dog. I said, no, he might bite you. My mother said he won't bite as long as he hugs the dog gently. My son, And so my son hugged the dog gently. The dog bit him on the cheek. My mother made excuses for the dog. <laughs> and there were many more incidents like these. I'm telling you this to help you understand why I believe that animals are great, but they are animals and not people. People are more important than animals. You are more important than any animal. I would never hurt an animal of any kind. I could not even kill a mouse. But I don't treat animals better than people. I have been around many people besides my mother who treat animals better than people, better than they treat themselves even. For example, I've known people who sleep with their pets in the same room with them. Getting a good night's sleep is most important for good health. If you don't sleep well... You will not be healthy, period. And sleeping with an animal in the room with you will not give you a good night's sleep, no matter what you think. Also, I have known people who will not come to our Fountain of Youth Clubhouse because they can't bring their dog. We used to allow people to bring their pet if they cleared it with our clubhouse director and gave us a copy of immunization records, but we found that having pets at the clubhouse was too disruptive and took too much time to care for and some of the other members at the clubhouse were bothered by the pet. And the pet was always a dog who barked when someone new came in the door. (laughs) And each one had an accident of some kind that required staff to clean up the pee or poo. And we also used to have a policy that, with permission, employees could bring a pet to work if they kept the pet in a kennel and if the pet did not disrupt their work. That policy was fraught with problems, too but we do allow employees to bring children to work with them with permission and if the children have activities appropriate for them. And the employee has to be able to do their work with the child present. For at-home employees, the member they are helping as well as their supervisor has to give permission. Children are way more important than animals. Just to be clear, I am all for saving the animals, just not at the expense of the well-being of people. There are only so many resources and so much money to go around. I believe we should spend the money and use the resources for people first and then the animals. I think there's enough money and resources for everyone and for all the animals if we would just be more frugal and less wasteful. 
We waste so much in the USA. I am a super frugal person myself and hate waste of any kind. I love life and all of its all of its forms, plants and animals and people. Of course, people are animals, and as I've said in previous podcasts, it's our job to take care of all the life on this planet. We need to do a better job. We make way too much garbage. I'm a big recycler myself. I love composting. When I was a teacher, I even had a worm composting experiment for the kids, and I'm thinking of doing that again for the garden club at Aging with Grace. And if you know me really well, you know that I used to have an aversion to worms. Because when I was four years old, my brother, my older brother, and his mean friends collected worms off the sidewalk after a big rain and stuck a big fistful of them in the back of my pants and then smacked them. But I have gotten over that terrible memory. <laughs> my grandfather used to take me fishing and taught me how to stick the worms on the hook, and I hated that too. <laughs> but I love my grandfather and did it for him. And now I love worms as much as I love any animal. Well, I don't love parasitic worms, but they are all wonderful and part of this intricate, marvelous web of life that covers the face of the earth. We need worms as much as we need dogs and all forms of life. It all works together for the good. But I diverge. Back to the subject of pets. Pets are just like people in that they have to eat and then they excrete what they eat. To take care of a pet means to give it the best food possible and to make sure that when it excretes that food, it is in an acceptable and sanitary fashion. It's the same with people. And like pets, when people get older, sometimes they leak. They need more hands-on help with the excreting of the food they eat. In other words, adult incontinence briefs are necessary and regular washing after a bowel movement is critical to prevent skin breakdown. I really don't think it's any more trouble than cleaning out a cat box or taking a dog for a walk and, and picking up its poo in a bag. But for some reason, we have a mental block in this country. We don't have a problem with cleaning up pet ex excrement, but we have a big problem with people excrement. Adult people, that is. Most people are okay with cleaning up babies' bottoms. I have a weak stomach and a very sensitive nose, so I have been known to wear a mask when doing such work. I think more could be done to create a better mask for doing that work, because what we smell is actually particles of the matter that we're smelling. In other words, we are inhaling pieces of the poo or whatever we are smelling. We may as well be eating it because it gets absorbed into our bodies. So I don't want to smell it, and I wear a special mask and gloves if helping clean someone's bottom. And I want the Aging with Grace staff to do the same. We who look after the needs of others first have to look after our own needs or we will get sick, and then there won't be anyone to look after the needs of others. Concerning pets, we can't put their needs in front of our own either. If a pet is waking you up early in the morning so you can't get a good night's sleep, or if a pet is pooing and peeing in your home and you can't train it to stop, or if a pet is doing anything that endangers your health, you need to find another home for your problem pet and get another pet or not have a pet at all. I have known many people personally who have fallen badly because of their pet. I myself had to give away my beloved dog because it was a trip hazard for my, for my mother-in-law who came to live with us. She had a prosthetic leg and was very wobbly. My dog also bit her accidentally because she wouldn't stop feeding it at the table and the bite took a long time to heal. I still miss my dog, but I know I did the right thing. My mother-in-law was way more important than my dog. I want to have a dog again someday when I can give it a good life and spend a lot of time with it. 
I'm thinking when I'm 80. <laughs> I'm working and planning to be fit and able to take a big dog for a walk when I'm 80. I like big dogs best, but I'm thinking of having a big dog and a little dog. Anyway, I'm too busy now and living in an apartment building that doesn't allow pets. Although some people have them here, and I probably could too. Seems like anybody can have a pet anywhere if they claim them to be an emotional support animal. <laughs> I think all pets are emotional support animals. But for now, feeding the wild birds is enough for me. I have often wondered if there are ever going to be nursing homes for pets when they become frail and incontinent. For now, the acceptable method for dealing with that phase of a pet's life is euthanasia. Some people believe that is how we should deal with that phase in a person's life, too. I disagree. It is not our call to decide when to end a human life. I don't want to end this podcast talking about the end of life, though. Back to the subject of pets. Pets are so much fun. At the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse, we have a time at the end of the day set aside for telling jokes and funny stories or for watching our favorite comedian. We call it tea and a tail time. We also have something to eat and drink. And sometimes we watch a video about funny pets at tea and a tail time. There are websites with funny stories about pets, too. This one is from bestoflife.com. Ever buy your pet an expensive toy and they still choose to play with a paper bag instead? That's what happened when a Reddit user's cat, but with tape. The Reddit user says, My cat once discovered a roll of fly tape in a kitchen cabinet when we were out shopping. Not sure how he managed it, but we walked in the door to find he had effectively hogtied himself in the middle of the floor. A big fat cat with long gray fur sticking out in giant tufts between the strips of tacky gooey tape he'd managed to wind all over himself, crimping his tail in two places, the Redditor wrote. We felt horrible for laughing, but it was such a ridiculous scene that we were still cracking up even while cutting the tape away and checking to make sure his tail wasn't broken. He was a little traumatized and temporarily looked like a case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with many random bald spots, but otherwise he was perfectly fine. <laughs> that story reminds me of many happy memories I have with my pets. Pets make us happy, and they can make us healthier, too. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I really appreciate your listenership, and I hope what I share helps you and or someone you know. This is D.G. Linton Gridley, your host from Aging with Grace, wishing you some happy memories, and hopefully we will meet again soon on another podcast. Bye for now. Hello, listeners. This is Vladimir again, and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information about Aging with Grace, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you, and see you in the next one. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.